Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we are talking about breaking data silos and how we can build a higher and a better user experience for those out there in the building industry. I'm really lucky to be joined by Elisa Ronka. She is the Global Head of SaaS Sales for Digital Buildings at Siemens Smart Infrastructure and she's a bit of a returning expert because we've had a recording and a conversation before. Elisa, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for having me again. Uh, it's it's always fun. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure as always. And and as I mentioned, we have had a couple of conversations in the past and we talked a lot about user experience in the building. We talked a lot about the the, the tenants and the, and the building users, what they experience when they're in spaces. And we also talked a little bit about UX or user experience and how important it was for us as an industry as we start to to get more involved in the daily operation of, of a tenant, a facility manager, of a building user, and enable them to really help achieve their goals in this buildings. So, so we want to talk today a little bit more about that user experience and creating that higher user experience. And then the link between the data and the data that's sometimes siloed and broken up in the, in the business. But before we get to the data, let's talk about user experience. For you, when we talk about user experience in the building, what do we mean? Yeah, so that's a very good question. I think in general, usually when we talk about UX in the building, we talk about the tenants or the user of the building, their user journey and how do they, you know, experience any of the activities that they do inside the building. And this is also what we talked about last time, you know, that the building really needs to contribute towards whatever you try to achieve inside that building. But we sometimes yeah. forget to talk about UX also from just a very simple um, system point of view, you know, what, what kind of systems are you using as a user um, in the building? Are those really catering for you? Are they intuitive? Is that helping you to perform better in whatever your, your task is? And I think we really, when speaking about UX in the built environment, we really need to kind of span across both those individual systems and, and the user experience of those systems to the user experience of the actual whole building. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's quite a large scope. And achieving, you know, creating this higher user experience and delivering the different requirements, the different expectations from such a broad group is a little bit of a challenge. What, why is it so hard and why are we struggling or have we struggled in the past as an industry to really deliver this? Well, I think as an industry, we've been um, looking at, first of all, buildings as, you know, um, kind of I always call them human warehouses so that they are just these physical structures that are there to, you know, provide a very basic task. And we kind of haven't maybe demanded more um, when we think about from it from the tenant or user of the building experience. And then if we think about the different systems um, that are used to operate the building, those have been designed by engineers for engineers. And you can imagine how, you know, it isn't necessarily meant to be um, something that's super intuitive and easy to onboard and easy to use. Um, and I think, you know, inherently these two aspects have been kind of building upon each other to really, yeah, just lose focus on the topic of user experience. And I'm really glad that that's now shifting and changing because we no longer talk only about the physical building. It's also the digital building. Um, and, you know, the expectations are just um, very different from what they maybe used to be in the built environment. So I think it's a very welcomed uh, change. Yeah, a welcome change, but also one that, that highlights a little bit of, you know, we have some structural challenges when we start to talk about this digital building uh, and, and these new expectations. Because as you mentioned, many of the systems within the buildings were built by engineers for engineers 
but they were also somehow built uh, in, in a very focused or, or blinkered manner. They, they focused on one thing, they solved one problem or one, one collection of problems, and they were never really designed to talk to each other, to share information, and, and to be open in, in any way, shape, or form. How much does that get in the way of us really building this, this ultimate UX? So it is a massive, massive issue um, because we also have regulatory constraints. So some systems need to even be closed. Um, and, and then we have, let's say, a lot of proprietary technology that is kind of um, trying to be as close as possible to for, you know, um, to make, let's say, um, vendor lock in, as we often talk about it in the in the in the built environment. Um, and then even if we try to be open and and we try to you know um, have as much of this kind of breaking of the silos and and um, cross pollinating data as I call it, um, we land into the the issues of no one being very used to doing that um, in in that environment and in that context. So it it becomes like um, a major challenge to solve, and I think this is probably one of the major challenges a lot of the players in the in the building industry are trying to solve. How do we create some kind of a common data model um, that we can feed then all the different, let's say, systems applications from um, in a way that you can also allow a kind of cross-pollination? Because I think that is where the intelligence will increasingly be, um, not only from a user experience perspective, but I think that will all flow into that um, building experience is if you're actually able to look at all these different touch points of that user of a building um, and what they try to achieve. And it, you know, rarely is linked only to one one system. That would be a very, let's say, niche uh, user experience. Usually it overlaps with a lot of different systems. So it, it's vital that we are able to um, break down those data silos, bring that data in a unified format that we can then easily build upon and, and uh, create new new value propositions, new new outcomes um, for the users, whatever those might be. Yeah, I understand. And and you talk there about uh, about breaking down these silos, uh, this common data environment, so we can start to collect information. Is it enough to collect it, or how do we how do we enable the you know the the tenants in the building, the owners of the building, to actually use this data? Because uh, you know we. We've had many conversations on, on this show with different uh, different stakeholders about data, and, and one of the common themes is data for data's sake is not really worth much for us. It, it makes us feel good, it proves what's possible, but if we can't use it for stuff, we can't use it to make decisions, it doesn't add any value. How, how do we support in this use case, when we start to build this user experience, how do we support those people like tenants, like uh, building users, to get value from this data? even if they're not engineers, uh, for engineers' sake. Yeah, absolutely. So I think a few years ago, everyone was focusing on just how do we gather data, like the way, mm -hmm. how can we just get as much data as possible and then eventually figure it out that oh, we're sitting on a massive data dump and no one knows what on earth to do with it. Um, and then let alone if you figure out how to, let's say, make some sense of that data, maybe in different systems, you run into the problem, what if something changes? How do you then maintain this data as well? And, you know, for, for this, this common data environment is is absolutely vital. And, you know, uh, we have been working towards this, um, let's say, in our own development um, activities and, and maybe more to come in the future on that front, uh, but also through um, acquisitions. So we just acquired Ecodomus as a company, exactly to help in this use case. How can you have a common data environment um, and kind of build upon a digital twin based on this without having to always um, be extremely inefficient in updating 
um, information in, in uh, all these various um, sources. So, you know, it, it's kind of very basics that we're talking about, but something that has been surprisingly um, neglected when everyone was just hyping over how, collecting as much as data as possible and then maybe figuring out something to do with it. But kind of that middle piece of deriving um, a unified um, way of interpreting that data has been a little bit maybe forgotten uh, in the in the midst of that hype. Forgotten and, and maybe even more difficult than we ever really expected. There's probably, you know, this 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 common data environment and like you mentioned, uh, companies like Ecodomos and, and others are really building somehow a, a, a standardized approach to make this easier, to make this faster, to make this more sustainable because you talked about maintenance, of course, uh, taking a snapshot of data tomorrow doesn't help us the day after tomorrow unless we're able to maintain and manage that moving forward. So th that's a huge step in the right direction. When we talk about that user experience and, and beyond, you know, often, especially when we step into the software space, user experience, people start to, to, to think, you know, not just about how things look, but we also talk about the workflows and, and how people then, um, you know, they, they use a, a, a solution and they get to a, you know, get to the answer that they need. They find out the information that they need. How is modern technology, how, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, intelligence before, how are we starting to move as an industry in this direction to make the, the usability, but also the workflows for these target audiences faster, easier and stronger? Yeah, I think definitely we used to maybe look at exactly how do we gather that data and then how could we just get transparency to the status quo of what's what's happening. And whilst that's important and, and certainly a prerequisite for any additional intelligence, that only goes so far if you actually don't have that actionability on that data and what can you then or should you be doing next in order to perform your task better. And there exactly we need to link to these different workflows and there are, you know, so many different workflows that happen in a building. Of course, we have the facility management are working their own own things, but we have things like costing and you name it. You know, there is a lot of different um, a, or a lot of different stakeholders with very specific workflows. And I think you know, if we manage really well the whole deriving the data, making intelligence out of it, and then feeding that and cross pollinating that data, um, all these different stakeholders are able to actually perform better in whatever they are doing um, on the daily basis. And, and this is really where it becomes increasingly important that we get out of those silos because we create much more efficiency also from a, uh, let's say a resourcing point of view that you don't have to have like kind of one person looking after one system, but you can actually um, get efficiency across as there are some, let's say maybe joint um, uh, initiatives uh, that are catering around that user experience of the building. Um, so, but but this is really something that, um, as you mentioned, hasn't traditionally been addressed so well um, in the in terms of the the systems that are deployed um, in a building. And this is something we um, massively want to change. Yeah, absolutely. And and like you mentioned before, uh, the the reason we want to break down the silos is because different information, different data from distant systems helps many different people. So it's that reuse, that access, and the application of the access to this data to these different workflows is really where the power comes from. Uh, otherwise, we do end up back in this same cycle where we we build something from scratch to to address one workflow, and then we build something again from scratch to address the next workflow, and we end up with a huge amount of effort to make any serious impact. Uh, and 
the more and more we want to apply this kind of technology, the more and more we need to have freedom of access, but also the, that ability to cross-pollinate. I love that, that, that word or that phrase that you used of cross-pollinating, to really pick things up from every different corner and, and bring them together for whatever you, would need, you need for this particular workflow without building a whole infrastructure around that. Um, so we talked in the last few minutes, we've talked about breaking the data silos, bringing that data into this common data environment where we have some consistency and how we collect, how we maintain, and also how we access that data using intelligence, using smart solutions to then uh, grab that data and use it to, depending on the workflow, use it to find solutions and find that steps. And then also ensuring that we have that breadth of, of scope uh, around, you know, not just the, the individual stakeholders, the users of the building, but also the facility managers, the owners, the operators, and, and all of their, their requirements. What's our next step? As an industry that is getting better, like you mentioned, uh, common data environments like companies like Ecodomos are starting to push in this direction. What's the next step as an industry or what's the next step for you and your team when you're saying, hey, here's this problem and we're, we're getting close, uh, let's make this happen? So I think that the transition is towards a real platform approach. And I know we've talked about platforms in terms of uh, smart buildings for quite a while, but to actually have a platform approach in terms of data as well, um, I, I think this is really where we need to get to. And then not only, again, gathering the data and having that unified, um, let's say, data model, but also how do we um, have AI-enabled in, um, intelligence in terms of interpreting that, that data, making smart al analytics based on it, uh, looking more at the predictive um, elements. And, and, and all of that kind of is building upon the fact that we need to have uh, the silos broken down and, uh, and yeah, move towards a real platform approach. So this is also what, uh, what my team is very heavily uh, working towards at the moment. And uh, yeah, there are some interesting things to come. Yeah, I think that that's an exciting thing because uh, it is an industry, something we talk about a lot. Um, it, let's call it many people try. Uh, it's not easy, but it's certainly a, an area, as you mentioned, that we need to get to. And it's also something that you don't do alone, right? Like we need, there need to be partners. There need to be people participating from different corners of the market with different skills and different assets. And if it really is that that platform approach, this enables that direction. How how does that? How could that look like for for you? Uh, if we start to find those different partners, we start to find those different contributors. Is this what we need? That collaboration to get us to the to the end, let's call it, or to get us on that next step onto the train? Absolutely. I mean, it's all about openness. It's all about collaboration, ecosystem thinking. Um, that is how you really create value on top of, uh, of, a, of a platform approach. And I think this is where the industry as a whole is, is, is moving towards. Um, but in the end, it's all about the business optimization. So how can you actually create more value for um, the business that's being run within that building, whatever that business might be? Uh, and I think you know everything that's being done in terms of systems, in terms of UX, in terms of um, workflows, needs to feed in to those kind of measurable KPIs that we are looking at. And then we can actually call it a success in terms of uh, technology as well. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great uh, place for us to finish today. I think, uh, as you say, it doesn't really matter what happens from a technology perspective. It doesn't matter what challenges are overcome. If the customer gets value, then this is a step in the right direction. And if that then is scalable and creates more impact, impact sorry, happy days.
Elisa, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, it's always fun to chat. I get the feeling we're going to have more conversations. I always say that, but uh, but hey, here you are back again after such a, a time away. So I, I hope that it's not the last time. And thank you so much for, for lending us your time and your knowledge today. Looking forward to the next chat, John. Always a pleasure. Bring it on. Uh, and also thank you to everyone out there who is listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, comment on this episode. Look out for new episodes coming every couple of weeks. We're having a lot of great conversations around artificial intelligence and additional conversations like we've had today with Elisa around how do we how do we get hold of this data and start to use it more effectively. So keep your eyes out for that. And until then, we'll see you soon.